Welcome, everyone. This is uh, Sean Eakins. I'm the general manager for the Sacramento Natural Food Co-op. Um, today, I'm here to talk about uh, the Co-op Scoop. It's our audio podcast, and we're going to be featuring interviews with farmers, food artisans, co-op movers and shakers, and even some bakers. Every week, we intend to bring you a large scoop of food knowledge, highlighting one of the most bountiful food regions in all the land. Hello, everyone. This is Sean Eakins, the general manager at the Sacramento Natural Food Co-op, back again with the Co-op Scoop. And today, I would really love to welcome Renewal Mill. It's an upcycled food company that fights climate change and global food loss by upcycling byproducts from food manufacturing and the superfood ingredients and premium plant-based pantry staples. And something I love on uh, if you haven't had their product is about them baking a better future and climate friendly baking and two things that you do not hear often. I think uh, we see them trailblazing down the road with some delicious goods and uh, we carry several of them. Um, And today we've got Caroline here to uh, represent. (laughs) Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And uh, I guess uh, we'll kick off. it's kind of a funny uh, trajectory, and I know you said it's uh, kind of uh, important in the story of how you got here, but, uh, you know, originally you started uh, a juice company, organic juice company in Boston, and how did that get to where you are today? Yeah, that's right. So um, our company is run by myself and my co-founder, Claire, and Claire actually founded Boston's first organic juice company um, after surviving cancer and really wanting to focus on like healthy foods grown locally and um, produce healthy juices. But she was appalled by the amount of pulp left every day at the end of the juicing process, just mountains of carrot pulp yes. and, and stuff. So she started baking it into muffins and crackers and stuff, but there was so much pulp that she couldn't use all of it effectively. And then we happened to have a fortuitous meeting with the owner of a large tofu company, um, happens to be based in Oakland, and uh, they supply tofu for Chipotle nationwide, and they're in your store and every Whole Foods and Target. Um, And they were like, you think you make a lot of pulp in your tiny juicing business? You know, we're making tons and tons of pulp every week at our facility. Um, So we learned that um, when you make soy milk, which is the first step of making tofu, you're essentially juicing soybeans. Yes. And so you're left with like mountains of pulp. And so that was really the inspiration. Um, we, had, we said there had to be a better way. We're processing so much nutrition out of our food. So what is a way that we can keep all of that valuable nutrition in the supply chain and use it to feed people? That is awesome. That is, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I think everybody sees things like that. But how many times you just talk about it and you don't do anything about it. So that's awesome. That, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You kind of saw a need. And uh, and I think for you, I thought was really uh, interesting. Um, you've worked with the UN World Food Program, um, the White House, with Michelle Obama's Let's Move campaign and more. Um, can you tell us a little bit about those experiences? Yeah. So my background before Renewal Mill um, was really focused on nutrition. So both child malnutrition and um, child obesity. And, you know, it it's not really about, um, you know, in the child obesity world, it's not really about behavior. Um, it's about access right. to healthy nutrition. And so um, that's something that's really important to us at Renewal Mill. And my background kind of helps us focus on that of like, yeah, how can we make foods that people love and enjoy healthier? So our products are really high in fiber and protein and trying to make sure that that's an accessible um, form of nutrition for people who who use our product. Right, right. 
Um, yeah, and that's, I mean, man, talk about a hot button issue everywhere today. And uh, it's, uh, I don't know that it's spoken of enough, you know, the, the starting off right. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, it, it's, it's so important to, to have that healthy nutrition for, for brain new development and to set kids up for success for um, their entire lives. So yeah, it's environmental um, is like access to, to healthy food right. is really important. I think about, uh, I've got a 16 and 18 year old boys and now I've got a 14 month old boy. Oh and my gosh. Yes, Congrats. Talk about um, what a difference from when they were children to now. Um, mm. But even reading things today that, you know, if you buy them off the shelf, we just ended up making everything at home, you know, and uh, because mm, it's still yeah. even the organics and, you know, there's a lot of good product out there that was not available, you know, 15, 16, 20 years ago. But um, there's still things in them that I'm just like, man, I think we could probably do that on our own. So it is Absolutely. Uh, so just the focus that you have. I mean, it's uh, it's nice to have companies that are doing going further, I guess I should say so. Um and then I would ask you, how did the two of you meet and and get uh, Renewal Mill born in the first place? It's actually a funny story. So um, we actually met in a canoe. We were like <laughs> ru- rowing partners together in a canoe in Minnesota. Um, I was at the time working for a startup accelerator that was helping incubate food businesses oh, okay. um, along the supply chain. So um, everything from like technology solutions um, to kind of like helping uh, agricultural farmers in Brazil get funding. And Claire was um, bringing this idea that she had from her firsthand experience with food waste to the accelerator. Um, And we teamed up and immediately saw that we had this shared vision um, and joined forces to go out and um, start Renewal Mill. Awesome. Gotta love uh, teamwork, right? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) absolutely. Um, and, you know, big fan, you mentioned them, uh, Hodo Foods. Um, you know, we, we, you mentioned we sell them and I, I love them. They're, uh, it's probably my favorite uh, soy product uh, out there. Um, Mine too. <laughs> yeah. And um, how did you start that relationship uh, or not start? You mentioned that, but how did that kind of build and kind of become what it is now? Yeah. I mean, so Hodo is a, a producer in a city. So they're in like the heart of Oakland in West Oakland. And um, like I said, for you're producing mountains of this pulp. So for every pound of soy milk you make, you make almost a pound of pulp, which is called Okara. Right. Um, and so there were just, you know, filling up bins of this Okara. And then, um, you know, if you're lucky, sometimes you'll get a farmer to come and pick mm-hmm. it up for animal feed. But if the price of a premium animal feed goes down, then farmers don't want to come into the city. And these byproducts also start spoiling very quickly. So you need to start drying them and making them shelf stable within four hours. Otherwise, they start to smell bad. And then you're getting complaints from your neighbors because you're in the middle of a city. So, you know, it's really a win-win partnership because we're able to help them with their environmental footprint. We're able to solve a need for them by turning their waste into revenue and for us, we were able to keep this really valuably nutritious product um, usable and right. shelf stable and, and use it to make delicious things like cookies and baking mixes and crackers and um, all those fun things. Nice. Yeah. And I had to look it up at uh, first. That was an education for me, the uh, Okara. So I didn't know they yeah. actually had a name for that, which I was like, oh, that's cool. At first, I thought it said okra. 
And I was yes, like, that is a common misconception. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually a Japanese word. And O is kind of like an honorific. And Kara means roughly like husk. So it kind of means honoring the husk or honoring the whole bean. Right. And in Japan, if you made soy milk at home, you would never throw away that okara. You would like saute it with vegetables to create a side dish or make something like a savory pancake, like okonomiyaki. Right. Um, it's actually like a superfood in Japan and, and features heavily in like healthy, better for you baked goods, like pound cake. Right. So um, a funny story is, I don't know if you know Miyoko's Creamery, mm -hmm. but uh, the vegan cheese company, her first company in Japan was actually an Okara pound cake company. Oh, wow. So, nice. Yeah. Kind of fun. That. Very cool. <laughs> Leave it to us to figure out how to uh, waste it for a while. So I'm glad you were able to yeah. help solve that issue. So. Um, and now, you know, obviously, um, you know, what's, what's going on in Glasgow right now, you know, the meeting, um, you know, we're starting yeah, to hear more and more about food waste, um, being one of the largest drivers of climate change. Um, can you just maybe elaborate a little bit more on, um, how that relates to your products and, you know, and the upcycling that you do. Absolutely. Yeah. So Renewal Mill, our main mission is to fight food waste at the manufacturing level. So Okara is one of the byproducts that we work with, but we also take the pulp leftover when you make oat milk. And our newest ingredient is going to be a corn flour made from unpopped popcorn kernels. Yes. Um, and so <laughs> we can take sort of pulps leftover when you make uh cold pressed oils um, and turning those all into usable ingredients because oh, wow. when we waste food and it ends up in landfill, um, it, you know, it releases harmful greenhouse gas emissions. And when you waste food, you waste all the resources that went into growing it. And so actually food waste accounts for 6% of total greenhouse gas emissions. And if food waste were a country, it would be the third largest emitter of greenhouse gases behind China and the U S right. So um, we actually helped start a new certification for upcycled food so that products can be certified upcycled the way that they're certified organic or certified non-GMO. Um, and that we really want consumers to understand when you purchase upcycled food, you're helping fight food waste, which is helping fight climate change. Right. Awesome. Um, and then uh, you mentioned Alice, uh, who uh, really crafts a lot of the recipes for your mixes. Uh, how did you meet her? What, and, you know, you mentioned her background. Um, really, how did she become the one involved with creating these recipes? Yeah. So Alice is a, a five times James Beard award winning cookbook author who specializes in chocolate and alternative flowers. So baking mixes are definitely her sweet spot. <laughs> all pun intended. Yes. Um, but she actually we met her through another local um, Northern California baker who Sam, who owns third culture bakery, oh, which yeah. is in uh, Oakland. Yeah. They do like mochi muffins. Um, so Sam and Alice were friends and we met Sam and he was like, you have to meet Alice. And it was kind of just the perfect fit for us. Um, so Alice takes our flowers um, because her, her last cookbook was called flavor flowers yeah. and it was all about gluten-free flowers. So she takes our flowers and creates all sorts of different recipes with them, including our um, baking mixes and our ready-to-eat cookies. Which explains why they are so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are addicting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you mentioned the, um, you know, the renewal mills, the mixes are plant-based, gluten-free, and non-GMO. Um, and really, why did you choose the baking mixes, um, you know, and then specifically keep them vegan and gluten-free? Yeah. So, 
we, you know, start our first product was actually a ready to eat chocolate chip cookie. We really wanted to choose familiar vehicles to introduce these novel ingredients because we know people have never heard of Okara before, but you've heard of a brownie and you've heard of a cookie. So we thought, you know, this could be a good way to sort of ease people into the idea. Right. Um, and all of our ingredients so far have been gluten-free just because of the byproducts that we've chosen. Um, so we decided to, to keep going in that vein. And to, to your earlier point, you know, gluten-free food used to be kind of like bland and not full of nutrition. It would just like be white rice flour and cornstarch. Yes. But now um, we can add a lot more nutrition and flavor back into gluten-free products. So our, our products have like way more protein and fiber per serving than other gluten-free products on the market. Um, and then vegan, because of our focus on climate friendly, yeah. uh, it's really important to focus on plant-based foods. So our entire company is, is plant-based. Um, we have plant-based investors. And so all of our products will always continue to be vegan. Nice. Yes. And, uh, I can attest, um, I know you said it's, uh, Good to hear, but yeah, you definitely cannot tell they're gluten-free or vegan. If that's <laughs> something that you're uh, always uh, worried about, um, don't with your product because I can uh, tell you it's very, very tasty. Yeah, we've done some blind <laughs> taste tests and fooled some people. So, uh, yep. um, <laughs> and then compliment. the other piece that you talked or you mentioned earlier is the packaging um, and being certified plastic negative. Um, and with Upcycled Foods Association, um, you helped found that, if I'm uh, correct there. Yeah, that's right. So at the end of 2019, um, there was, you know, a few of us upcycled companies, folks like Barnana, Imperfect mm -hmm. Foods. And we all saw that if we were going to really make upcycled food a movement and put a lot of weight and time behind it, we needed to kind of join forces. So we helped start the Upcycled Food Association to sort of bring awareness to the industry um, and help, you know, spread the word. So we... Um, have now grown from nine to over 200 members, including oh, wow. like Dole, Target, Mondelez, Barry Calibut, um, and some other beloved brands like Imperfect, who continues to be part of it. Right. And, um, and then the certification spun out of that organization. And it was just released this summer. Um, and we already have 84 products certified. So hopefully you'll start seeing that certification on more shelves soon. Yeah, I think having those, uh, you know, larger names, you know, definitely, you know, adds to the, um, you know, I think people just being aware suddenly or, you know, it gets into their purview. I think uh, for me, it's great to hear upcycled and also regenerative. I think those are the two things that um, it's nice that they're starting to get traction, you know, and more, more avenues. And then for the plastic negative certification, um, our shelf life is really long for our flowers. So, you know, it's 18 months for most of our products. And unfortunately, the compostable solutions have a shorter shelf life than our product. Right. And so at we, you know, we know that this is an interim solution, but as that interim solution, we've certified our products plastic negative, which means that we fund projects that remove two times as much plastic from the environment as we use. Nice. Um, so we're hoping that the technology will evolve so we can move right. to fully compostable or fully reusable packaging. Um, but right now, this is kind of uh, where we've landed. I know it's amazing during um, this whole COVID, uh, you know, business out there and how resources like glass and things like that are hard to get a hold of and totally um, right now paper shortage yes. and recyclable cardboard so it's it's a crazy world right now <laughs> yes and i i wonder how much uh you know we're doing a actual remodel of our bakery here right now and uh just getting things like panels to build a freezer 
or a cooler oh and things like that. It's like things you'd never think of before. You know, those panels have gas that go inside of them and there's a shortage oh on the God. gas. And, you know, it's like, wow, okay, there's something new. So, um, yeah, yeah, I so. mean, it's, I think like 2020 and 2021 have really just like shook everyone awake and said, like, you need to you need to pay attention. Right. Yes. Like, the time is now to to care about our environment. And um, yeah, we're seeing repercussions everywhere. And I'm hoping I mean, it's uh, I know we're still going through it. And yeah, obviously, the frustrations are high for some people. But, you know, I think uh, when we first started this podcast last year, I think about you know, we were hopeful that people will come out of this differently and, you know, and kind of have a little bit of a reset. And then you hear about all the, uh, I don't want to be frontline facing any longer because people are so rude and impatient. And I just, uh, oh my gosh. I hope that we, uh, continue to look at ourselves in the mirrors as we come out of this and, uh, and see better, do better. And, uh, I know a lot more empathy I yes. feel like is needed for yeah. sure. Um, and then I'll ask, uh, you know, with, being kind of crazy times, I'm sure you've had time to think about like what's next for Renewal Mills. Yeah. So we are both an ingredients business and a finished products. Um, so on the ingredient side, we're really looking forward to continuing to expand our portfolio. Um, hopefully have that corn flour available soon and yes. some, some new ones on the, on the horizon. Um, and then on our branded product side, um, we just released a second flavor of ready to eat cookies. So now we have a salted peanut butter ready Ooh. to eat cookie. Um, <laughs> and we're going to be releasing some new baking mixes. So we're doing a matcha, uh, chip flavor and some other other fun flavors that we'll hopefully be releasing this spring. Nice. Yeah, I'm drinking a matcha as we speak. So <laughs> <laughs> on uh, yeah. trend. And I'm a big fan of peanut butter cookies. So I love chocolate chip, but peanut butter is my my thing. So <laughs> yeah, they're mine as well. You know, it's very tempting to work next to them all day in our office I was and not say. <laughs> steal a bite. So <laughs> like, why are our packages missing some? Uh... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Well, um, you obviously have a lot going on and I appreciate you taking time out with us today and uh, give uh, Claire their best. And uh, we look forward to all the new products coming out. Uh, we'd love to launch them here. So um, keep, Absolutely. Us, keep us posted. Yes. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll make it into the store soon to see you guys. That'd be awesome. So. Yeah, that's the other, uh, I think, uh, thing we're missing is the... Uh, connection which was all kind of really the idea around this podcast at least we can still connect and talk but uh be nice to be back in the stores and in uh, some of the events here so for sure hopefully soon <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed yes all right we'll take care it's been great and uh we will talk soon awesome thank you so much really appreciate it thank you let me know if you guys need anything um else and then when it goes live we'll definitely push it out to to all our network and yeah um, that'd be stuff, great so. all right yeah Thank Thanks you. so much. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Too. Bye.